This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Uh, you know... Doing pretty good. A little on the tired side, but that's nothing new being a, uh, you know, that I work late, but uh, doing a lot better than yesterday. So should be more upbeat for this Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Uh, Our other co-host, Ryan Wink, is out. He is on a job, so I certainly can't fault him for that. And uh, he's making that cheddar. So, uh, you know, more power to him. But in the meantime... You get me, you get Tony, and we're here to have a good time. Um, kicking things off the way we do every day, I'm going to ask Kick you, it. <laughs> ask you a, a question, Tone. So, uh, you know, obviously when we were little kids, you know, we had accidents in bed, peed the bed. You know, it happens to every little kid. And, you know, sometimes when you're adult, you know, if you're out partying, having too much fun, it happens there as well. I can't remember if it has actually happened to me, and I'm not going to ask if it happened to you, but what would you do if you were with your significant other and they peed the bed? How would you react? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> first I'd have to imagine having a significant other again, because that was like a lifetime ago. Um, <laughs> but if it was today, it just depends. Like, did we have a, did we have a hard night of drinking? Did we party too hard? Were we in Cabo? Did things just get a little crazy? It would be weird. Like, it would definitely be strange. Um, I don't know. It would be a little weird. I assume the Um, initial reaction would be like, what the hell? But you'd be understanding because it's a significant other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had that happen with our nephews when they were little. Like, But like you said, that's little kids. And it's just kind of understandable. But as an adult... Yeah, it just would have to depend, and I would uh, make sure like she would like she felt okay if everything was okay, and I wouldn't make her feel like crap over it. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty embarrassing, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be sympathetic to it. We'll say that I'd be sympathetic. Ask if she was okay, and uh, just kind of find out what happens, you know. Like, in uh, if it was a continuous problem, uh, she'd go sleep in another bed. Fair enough. Uh, needless to say, you wouldn't hack at her with a machete, right? 
hell no. I wouldn't do that to anybody. No. <laughs> the reason I say that. You find the craziest crap in the morning. I really do. I really do. <laughs> so an <laughs> Illinois woman is accused of hitting her boyfriend. Uh, Illinois. There you go. Yep. Hitting her boyfriend with a machete after he urinated in bed, the police say. The girlfriend is accused of becoming upset and grabbing the weapon after realizing he had peed, according to the Lake County Sheriff's Office. Deputies went to the couple's home in Deer Park on Sunday night and met with the 39-year-old man who had serious wound to his head. You think? Cops say. <laughs> the man was oh taken to the gosh. hospital, and he's likely to recover from the injury. This woman's name, hopefully I don't Filippo it, Bofonery Ohm, that's her name, Bofonery Ohm, 39, is charged with felony aggravated domestic battery, felony <laughs> aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and misdemeanor domestic battery. She was in Lake County Jail on $30,000 bond. Now, here's the thing. I would imagine it was a, probably a pretty dull machete if, uh, you know, the um, injuries weren't quite as bad as it looks like, you know, that they were. Yeah, wow. That over just like an accident, you know, accidents happen. Um, it's a good thing. I mean, I omitted it from the embarrassing drunk stories from like two months ago. Mm. But, uh, you know, the ex-wife, she didn't. Uh, I mean, I got out of bed and did it. But like when I <laughs> when we were in the Bahamas and I was like pooping in the corner on the floor, I didn't get hacked. Right. She was pissed. But she didn't hack me, you know, and uh, yeah, it's uh, that's just insanity, you know. Poor dude, yeah, you can't you can't be with someone to be with no. Was that her name, Bofonery, or is her name? My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. Being the bam, champion, Bofonery. My guess is there were some underlying issues there, but uh, there had to have been more. Yeah, yeah. He's probably she's probably cheating, and that was just the uh, the straw that the broke the camel's her, back. Yeah, the thing that set her off. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it should never come down to domestic battery. If you are at odds with your significant other, go find help. Nobody just wants go. to end up in jail. Yeah, or no. worse. No. Yeah. yeah. So, but folks, we've got a great show lined up for you. It oh, is do Tuesday. We? You know what? You know what kind of Tuesday it is, Tone. It is yes, Taco I do. Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. On today's show, we have Rank It with Tony. We have a feature called, or a segment called, Hidden Features of Everyday Things. Our call-in topic today is band or a band that you never got to see. We have movie details that you may have missed. This day in history. And, of course, Tony's up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. We have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and the viewers, an opportunity to call in, chime in on anything you want. Could be something we're talking about. 
could be that you just want to go off on us and uh, you know what? We are here to listen. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will put those together and uh, play them in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of the show. And what that means is we are here with the entertainment news from Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Phoenix Show. This is the entertainment time. It's July 28th. It's a Tuesday. And here's your Filippo Fast Five. Slicing through these headlines without telling you the story because it tells the story for you. PlayStation Plus games for August 2020 are going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockouts. If you own a PS4 and you pay for the subscription, those are your free games for August. G.I. Joe spinoff Snake Eyes will likely be pushed back to 2021. That's a shocker. Everything else is, too. (laughs) Uh, Olivia D. I'm going to Filippo this, so you're you're welcome. Olivia D. Haviland. One of the last surviving Golden Age stars who was in Gone with the Wind has passed away at the ripe old age of 104. Wow. She lived a damn good life. That was a good run. Yeah, she did. Um, A series based on R.L. Stein's The Babysitter novels is in the works. I don't recall ever reading The Babysitters, but I remember seeing the covers. Uh, But a little teeny bop horror, but nonetheless, uh, some uh, series are on their way. And the NFL officially cancels the 2020 preseason games. That's official. And I wouldn't be surprised to start seeing more stuff as today's news before we even got on the air. A bunch of players are opting out for the season. So to be continued. And that was your Fast Five. All right. Now on to the entertainment portion of the show. I am going to tease you with a lot of really, really, really reels. Hoverboards are real, kind of. Tenet is coming out for real. Ryan Reynolds is really swell. G4 is really coming back. And the Russo brothers, for real, want to be back in the MCU. So let's, for real, get to the damn news. Keeping it real. Uh, Keeping it real, homie. Um, Back to the Future Trilogy 4K Blu-ray set is going to come with a tiny working hoverboard. Cool. What? Yeah. So um, this was fun news. Uh, It says they finally must have fixed the pavement to allow hoverboards to work. Uh, Movie series... Few movie series have withstood the test of time quite like the Back to the Future trilogy. It's kind of crazy how well they actually hold up, in spite of being a product of their time and completely missing the promise of working hoverboards in the year 2015. <laughs> and yet, part two is arguably the best in the trilogy. I agree. I agree. Too. That's not to say the other two movies aren't great, because they are, but something about part two really sticks with people. The hoverboards. They're a pop culture legend, and the upcoming 4K Blu-ray release of the original trilogy finally does what we've all been wanting since 1985. Real working hoverboard. Okay, so it's a tiny hoverboard replica, but mm-hmm. still, it's a hoverboard. Um, that's it. Now, that whole that whole bait thing, just to <laughs> buy a Blu-ray to get a little hoverboard that uh, hovers above the ground is it like it's, a, it's cool is it one of those where it's like a magnetic base and then it ho- hovers above i think there's yeah. a delorean one that you can get you can get like a death star um i think some of them are even bluetooth speakers 
Yep, it is. It's uh, it's exactly what she said it is. It actually hovers above a magnetic base there. So it's the little pink Mattel hoverboard that Marty McFly flies around. And uh, instead of uh, Marty on the cover looking at his watch, it's him coming out of the uh, DeLorean holding the hoverboard from uh, part two. Um, this edition of the 4K Blu-ray gift set is going to include all three original movies. Now you can get them in 4K and standard Blu-ray. You'll get digital codes for the movies. Blu-ray bonus disc with all the special features, collectible packaging, levitating freaking hoverboard replica, <laughs> um, and that'll be coming out soon. It doesn't say when it's available. It just says pre-orders are now available. So um, I'm kind of a sucker for nostalgia. I love Back to the Future. You love Back to the Future. I'm probably a sucker, and I'll probably end up buying this just for the sake of collecting it. Uh, Does it say how much it's going to be? On Amazon, it shows sixty nine ninety eight because it's four uh, uh, K, mm. and because it's a collector's thing. So uh, it's actually a little steep, but uh, because you can pick up just the Blu rays and the digital right now for twenty bucks. Yeah. So I actually thought it was going to be a little more expensive. I thought it was going to be ninety nine dollar range. Yeah, nope. Right now, uh, seventy, but it also shows. Uh, Amazon, Best Buy, and Target will have retailer-specific gift sets. So, uh, dang. So, you're going to have to kind of scout around to see which Back to the Future set is good for you. Fair enough. Um, I could talk Back to the Future all day, but we got to roll on to the next thing, and that is Christopher Nolan's movie Tenet will finally see the light of day. It's going to get a limited Labor Day weekend release. Um, Warner Brothers film will open in Select City September 3rd, while opening in 70 countries worldwide August 26th, the studio announced. The movie has been pushed back twice from July 31st to August 12th before it was delayed again on July 20th. So that actually means it got pushed back three times. Oh, it does say three. Um, So they're grateful uh, for the support they're receiving, but they've decided that regardless of what happens, they are um, definitely setting the goal to at least roll it out in a limited capacity uh, for the Labor Day weekend. So uh, fingers crossed everything comes together in the next month and a half and we'll be back in the movie theaters. Even if it's limited, it still would be better than nothing. So. Well, and as you know, things can change at a moment's notice. So uh... Absolutely. I got a feeling this won't be the last time we talk about movie changes. Um, I'm sure that'll pop up, but uh, you know, but here's kind of a fun news. It's it's not really movie related, but uh, it does have one of our favorite actors, uh, Ryan Reynolds, aka Deadpool, um, offers a five thousand dollar reward for a stolen build a bear that plays a message from owner's late mother. Um, Ryan Reynolds is used to playing the superhero on the big screen, but the Canadian actor is willing to help out close to home. On Saturday, Reynolds took to Twitter to offer up a $5,000 reward to whoever locates a missing teddy bear in his hometown of Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, It turns out the stuffed animal is far more than just your average lost toy. He wrote, Vancouver, $5,000 to anyone who returns this bear to Mara. Zero questions asked. I think we all need this bear to come home. So what it is, is uh, the lady had posted, if you see this missing bear in the West End, please email... Deborah Gobble at cbc.ca. Um, it was in her Herschel backpack and it was stolen along with the iPad. Um, it has her mom's voice inside saying, I love you and I'm proud of you and I'll always be with you. And her mom died last year. Ugh. So 
you know, that is just something you can't get back. So, um, what I think is really cool, it, it goes on to explain how the mom died. Um, you know, she passed away of cancer, but you know, this is one of those that could classify really as a good news, everybody. But I mean, that is if it comes back, but what a stand up guy Ryan Reynolds is to, uh, you know, he doesn't know this lady. It's just somebody in his old, in his hometown. And he's just willing to toss out money to try to get this back to the owner. I think that's really cool. Well, and the fact, you know, no questions asked, you know, obviously whoever stole it was more than likely going after the iPad and not the bear. So, uh, you know, there, there's no reason not to return it. Yeah, absolutely. Now keep the iPad, do what you will, but just get that bear back. So if you listen to the show and you have the bear, which you probably don't, but if you do <laughs> contact Ryan Reynolds and get that bear back tomorrow. Um, now we're going to jump on to kind of something. So Comic-Con, I, we, we kind of touched base yesterday a little bit, how it wasn't super well received. What was actually not, not many people participated in the uh, YouTube panels and stuff. So yeah. uh, to say it wasn't a real big success and uh, it was lacking is to say the least. But one cool thing that came out um, is, do you remember uh, the TV channel G4 used to have X-Play oh, totally. and uh, Attack of the Show? Yeah. Well, they announced that uh, they are coming back. G4 is coming back and relaunching in 2021. After nearly six months of sitting in the mothballs, G4 Video Game TV Network is coming back and it's going to be relaunched by Comcast next year. On Friday, the Twitter accounts of G4 TV and G4's Attack of the Show and X-Play, the two big popular shows on the network, both posted the same cryptic teaser video captioned, We Never Stopped Playing. The video culminates with the numerals 2021. Um... The G4 TV website, which is currently which currently features a playable Pong game, is owned by Comcast NBC Universal Media. They did not want to comment just yet. Um, doesn't say if uh, they've they contacted former host uh, Adam Sessler and mm-hmm. Blair Herder. They don't know anything about it, so they might be with new hosts and stuff. Um, Here's hoping uh, Sarah Jean Underwood, uh, Olivia <laughs> Munn, and uh, you know Morgan Webb, some of the uh, good-looking ladies from that network, come back. Uh, really enjoyed both those shows, and we got to see a couple live panels uh, in Comic Con 2014. I believe it when was when we were there. Yeah. That's where we saw Sarah Jean. So uh, if you're a fan of that video game news, and believe me, I had to stretch the news today because <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot. Well, so, well, real- there you go. A real quick side tangent on uh, yeah. Comic-Con at home. So, uh, obviously, it had a few glitches, and obvi- you know we know technical difficulties you know, from doing this and, and our podcast, and, you know, sometimes things come up. You know, for instance, later uh, we're doing a call-in topic with some music, and occasionally Facebook pops up and says, you know, this section oh. of your video has been blocked due to copyright, but we have licenses and stuff like that. Well, apparently, because, um, you know, for Comic-Con at home, they were streaming on YouTube Live, the Star Trek panel started their uh, panel with Star Trek music and sound effects. And then YouTube's AI came in and blocked the video saying that it was <laughs> copyrighted from the people who were trying to do the panel. And so oh my gosh. Yeah, it took about 15, 20 minutes to get that undone before they could continue on. But, uh, you know, uh, apparently those were some of the difficulties that they ran into. Yeah. Here's to hoping that we get back uh, to some normalcy and we can actually do these events live. Cause 
it just lacked that punch and the surprises and all the fun. And that's too bad for those guys. But uh, nonetheless, you know, a couple of good panels out there, you know, uh, like you could skip the new mutants one, just go to the end, watch the trailer and stuff. But uh, the Bill and Ted one was fun. I don't know if you got a chance to watch that yet. Still but, not yet. But... Uh, yeah. The Bill and Ted was good, but uh, yeah, that was it for your entertainment news. And uh, I guess we should roll on to the birthdays. What do you say? I think so. Oh yeah, Christian's favorite rapper, Soldier Boy, thirty. Uh, my my favorite Full House cast member, Hot Aunt Becky, fifty six, celebrating her last birthday as a free woman. Inmate yeah, number two three yeah, seven. He, right. he, she'll she'll be free by next year, dude. There, yeah. She'll be she will be doing a hard time from home. Uh, but Lori Laughlin, fifty six. Ryan Tannehill, the star quarterback for the Titans, um, he's 32. Dana White of the UFC is 51. And that was it for birthdays. All I can also say is this day in history, Robin Hood Men in Tights was released in 1993. <laughs> and Animal House, 1978. Nice. That's it in your birthdays. Yeah, pretty simple. I had to throw two movies in there because... Wasn't a lot of birthdays today. Hey, that's fair enough. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news when we come back. Tony's going to take us through another edition of Rank It. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. We are all over social media with many of you watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. And Ryan, who is out this week, is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink. Or on Instagram at NamesWink. Now, being that it's Tuesday, something that we do each and every Tuesday... I head into the battle arena, usually against a uh, co-host, but in this case, it'll be against you guys, the listeners, as Tony takes us through another edition of Rank It. So dramatic. I know, so dramatic. Well, I thought you said ballerina, but you said battle arena. Yes. That's why I did did like this stupid little ballerina thing. So if you guys at home are watching, (laughs) wondering why the hell I did that, it's, uh, I thought Christian said ballerina. Here nor there, it is rank it with Tony, made famous by Ryan. Um, I was going to do a concert one today to tie in, but... I opted out of that last night after I found something else Mm. that I felt would partake more with the uh, listeners. 
which they can't call in, but you guys that are watching right now, I feel like this list that I picked, you can chime in. See, it's you guys, all of you guys versus Christian. It can't just be one versus Christian. You know, All of you guys collectively, the Christian Phoenix listeners versus Christian on today's rank it list of the funniest 90s movies. Ooh, that's funniest 90s that's what we're calling. So you guys get your thinking caps on 90s movies. Right. Top 10. And can you beat my buddy Chris? Let's find out. <laughs> now I've blocked the comments. So even if you chime in, uh, I won't be able to see it. So uh, it is a true, truly fair fight. I I can I will find out. I can see it. I can see both. Yes. So uh All right. Funniest 90 movies. Oh man. I mean, I could run down the entire Jim Carrey catalog. Uh but I'm going to start out with Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and freaking dumber. Let's see. Is Christian correct? Dumb and Dumber number 2 on the list Number all two. right so you are one audience is zero because no one's chimed in yet feel free to chime in all right chime. let's move it on um boy another staple of the 90s comedies adam sandler and ooh, so many to choose from i'll say billy madison what is better no conditioner is and that would be Correct. That is the number 10 on the list. Number 10. Okay. All right. So I've got two and 10. Boy, I need everything in between. Um, You can't see it, but uh, Kendra, mm. great guess, but not in the top 10. Okay. Well, uh, if I miss the next one, go ahead and give hers. Um, if you miss it, I'll share it. Okay. Um, and then once you're done, Kendra chimed in again. So uh, uh-huh. I'll let you go. Okay. And then I'll, I'll say Ken, we'll do Kendra's next one. I'll let her know if it's on the top, in the top 10. Fair enough. Let's, let's go back to Jim Carrey and say liar, liar. Nothing could stop the claw. Oh, seriously? Rank it. Yeah. Rank it, rank it. Uh but I got to give this one to Kendra, okay, because she she guessed it, and it is in there. So I'm going to give Kendra this one. She okay. guessed Gr- Groundhog Day, Oh, and she got it. Number seven. Kendra. And she's got two more picks. Like, she's great participating, Kendra. I like it. Yes. But it is Chris's time. I have found so a Chris new nemesis. Two, Kendra one. <laughs> Our audience won. Audience won. Can't, she's representing the uh, the nation out there for that. The Let, Phoenix Nation. Let's go to another Saturday Night Live alumnus and say, ooh, actually, I got a couple in there. Ooh, say, I, I like when you say, ooh. I'm going to say Wayne's World. Swing, swing. Adi, 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 adi. Should be. Should be, but it is not in the top 10. Hi, Wayne. Hi is number 14 uh, on the list. And not, Liar Liar was 15, by the way. Okay. All right. So still top um, 20. Kendra's next pick is Friday, and you ain't got bleep to do. Kendra? 
Friday is a fantastic movie, but it is not in the top 10. That is number 11. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. All right. Uh, sticking with Mike Myers, how about Austin Powers? Oh, that was a perfect time to do one of these uh, little sound bites. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to do it twice. I guess. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy, that was a good guess, but I'm gonna have to ding you. Number six. Right on. I was halfway yes. expecting a uh, Doctor Evil. How about no? How about no? But speaking of a how about no, Kendra's next pick is the Naked Gun, and Kendra, I'm sorry. How about no? <laughs> Not even in the top 20. Thanks for playing. That might have been late 80s, too. All right. Uh, actually, a movie that you mentioned earlier that I love. Don't know if it's quite as popular to get in the top 10, but uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. That is a great guess, Christian. On this day, it came out, and I did just see it on the list. However... <laughs> It is not even in the top 20, buddy. It is number 26 oh, on the list. Bummer. 26, yes. All right. Um, Kendra's next guest on here. Thanks for partaking for the nation here. Uh, her next guest is Home Alone. Great guest, Kendra. But, God dang, these buttons are delayed today. <laughs> Like, I'm pressing it, and it's like, are you going to go or are you not going to go? But uh, great guess. It should be uh, at least top. It's number 17. Okay. Number 17. All right. Yeah, not an all-out comedy, but, uh, you know, still still a damn good movie. All right. Um, more SNL alumni. Let's go with Tommy Boy. Ooh. Another Chris Farley movie, you said. Mm-hmm. Great guess, Christian. That is number four. Number four. Fat guy in a little coat. All right, Kendra representing the uh, listeners out there. Her pick. Hello, Mrs. Doubtfire. Great pick. What do you think? It's the joys of Raker, Kendra. It is number 12, but it is a fantastic 90s movie. Hey, if, if we were counting top 20, she'd be killing it right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Nailing I, it. I've got outside four. Of that top 10. She's got one. Um, and we've got time for one more guess, I guess, on both sides. One more. Ooh. Funniest movies. Oh, something about Mary. Chris, you're killing the game, buddy. You're doing good with this one. That is number five. Number five on the list. Number five. Let's see. Kendra, you got, you got, I'll give you a sec to chime in. You got another movie? Kendra, or anybody out there, anybody watching, chime in. Let me, let me just coax over here to my other page. Maybe somebody's chiming in. Uh, nope, no one chimed in on there. So, uh, well, we, I don't know. You want to give it one more guess? No, you know I, I got all. Well, I got five, I believe. My hand is. Yeah, you did. Up. Yeah, you did really good. But uh, so why don't you go ahead? Parts, yeah, good participation. Count us on um, down ten to one. Ten to one. Number ten, Billy Madison, which Chris got. <laughs> Number nine, the Water Boy. Oh. 
would not have put that actually in the top 10, but it was a good flick. Yeah. Number eight, love this movie, The Wedding Singer. Oh, wait, uh, I don't know why I dinged it because no one guessed it. Nope. Sorry. No, good movie. Uh, Kendra guessed Groundhog Day, number seven. Chris guessed Austin Powers, number six. Something about Mary at five. Ding, number four, Tommy Boy. <laughs> And number three, you're going to be like, oh, this is the part where you're going to really kick yourself. Ace Ventura, Detective. Yeah, see, that's one. Dumb and Dumber, number two. And ladies and gentlemen, the number one funny comedy of the 90s, you jackass, Happy Gilmore. That was going to be my next But you did really guess. good. That was, uh, you did really good with that list. Uh, and Kendra really rocked it out in that, uh, in that uh, back half. Uh, <laughs> there was some good ones in there. Sandlot was 18, Men in Black 19, nice. Toy Story 20, American Pie 16, uh, My Cousin Vinny 13, and uh, she got all the other ones. So uh, This is one well of the occasions played, where I think Ranker was about as close as you can possibly get to being accurate. But that does it for another edition of Rank It With Tony. When we come back, we have hidden features of everyday things. Folks, we'll see you on the other side. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. From there, you can get video or audio or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And as always, tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, I came across an interesting list of hidden features of everyday things that uh, most people didn't know about. I, you know, in me reviewing it, um, I had a lot of aha moments, and hopefully you guys will as well. So, for instance, pom-pom on the top of a beanie. So, you know, the beanie hats, middle of winter, they've got those little fluffy pom-poms on the top. Well, they might look cute and fluffy now, but they had an actual function before. French sailors used to wear hats with pom-poms so they wouldn't hurt their heads on the ceilings of the ship during rough weather. That makes sense. It does, you know, and uh, obviously now it's more stylistic than practical. But, uh, yeah, I could only imagine the sort of, uh, you know, bumps and bruises they would get. Right. Tom Brady, uh, definitely, uh, he rocked a pom-pom like a mother trucker on the uh, Patriots. Yeah, he's had like, he's a smile and big old (laughs) pom-pom. Moving on the next one, uh, the half belt on coats and jackets. So if you've got like a a petticoat or, you know, the ones that have the little uh, belt that goes across the back, 
Well, nowadays, half belts are added to clothes mostly for the sake of style. However, they were originally used on oversized military jackets that doubled as blankets to gather up all the extra material so that soldiers could walk without stumbling. So, yeah, they'd use them as blankets and then they'd gather up that material, you know, sort of collect it with that half belt in the back. And uh, boom goes the dynamite. That's where you get the fashion from. No, that is good. I did not know that. And I just realized two things I didn't know either. Don't think I would ever use the phrase "boom goes the dynamite" on this show, but sure enough, I just did. (laughs) Well, when you when you uh, when you can't uh, swear and talk like normal, when you watch what you have to say, you kind of have to say some cheesy uh, catchphrases. So there you go. (laughs) Boom goes the dynamite. That's what I always say. (laughs) How about no? Here's one that kind of blew my mind. So a lot of doorknobs are made out of brass because it destroys bacteria. So these types of doorknobs are essentially germ-proof, which is perfect for a household with lots of kids in it. So apparently we need to start walking away. Wow. Words are hard, folks. We need to start walking around with brass masks on to prevent coronavirus. Yes. that'd be funny if that was sort of the next evolution of of what we're dealing with right now but uh yeah Yeah. had no idea that that's why most doorknobs were brass put on the brass mask (laughs) (laughs) tony how many suits have you owned in your lifetime uh super suit Where's my super suit? <laughs> um, I've had one, sir. Okay. One. All right. Uh, maybe maybe two. Two my whole life. Yeah, there's one as a teenage guy. A teenage guy. Teenage kid. And then uh, one as a grown adult. But uh, currently own none. But I uh, have had two in my life. Yeah, not a lot of need for it right now. But uh, when you did have it, did you ever notice that uh, in one of the pockets, there was some extra materials that uh, they included with it? Um, yeah, in the pocket, I guess. I don't really recall. <laughs> well, uh, I had to wear suits all the time when I was back in the uh, automotive industry. And, uh, yeah, they came, there were little fabric swatches and uh, buttons and little things that came in little Ziploc bags. Well, if you're curious about the world of fashion like we are, they are, not so much me, then you probably wondered <laughs> about those tiny squares of fabric with buttons and small Ziploc bags that come with new clothes. Sure, you can use the button to replace a missing one, or you can use the piece of fabric to patch up a hole, but the main purpose of the fabric swatch is for you to test out different cleaning products on it so you won't ruin your clothes. I never knew. I had no idea. That's crazy. A lot of them are dry clean only, so it's uh, kind of a smart idea. Just include a little swatch fabric, and uh, you know that way if you do have to run it into the wash, run that little swatch through first, make sure it doesn't bleed or fade or have uh, any other issues. So it's like the guinea pig. It is, yeah. (laughs) I hope it it turned pink. It's a good thing you didn't put your stuff in there. Yep. Here's one we've talked about. You can use screwdrivers as wrenches as well. A lot of screwdrivers can be easily slid through a wrench or a box wrench and are uh, used to create more torque. This feature is especially helpful at complicated heights and angles, uh, which is totally true. You know, most uh, 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 screwdrivers have that sort of hexagonal shape to the handle, which is specifically meant for you to use with an open box wrench. 
Okay. Again, some use, useful stuff, man, that you just never, you just didn't even know that you needed. Hidden features of everyday items. That's what we're going through. All right. So uh, you're a jean wearer, not so much a suit wearer, but you do wear jeans, right? Yep. On the daily. Have you ever wondered about those little uh, brass rivets that are at the corner of each pocket? I figured they were just holding up the pockets like, well, especially your like little extra pocket. That's what usually holds my box cutter. But uh, yeah, don't know what they serve a purpose for. But I always thought they just kind of held the kind of held it in place. Well, I'm you're... curious to find out what they do, though. Yeah, you're about to find out. And actually, you're not too far off. So the tiny buttons on your jeans, these uh, buttons are known as rivets. And they're the silent heroes that make your pants last longer. They're placed in the areas that are most likely to tear from movement or strain and help hold the fabric together. So now you know. Well, that's good. It makes sense of why they're around the pocket area more so than anything else. So um, now, now you know. That's exactly. awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked yesterday a little bit about how uh, apparently America's experiencing some sort of coin shortage. I don't know exactly mm. how that happens, considering. Uh, I, I know how that happens. Um, everybody throws all the coins in the wishing wells and the fountains um, just so 2020 could be over. Just throwing <laughs> it. They're out. I like that. Um, I saw that. Yeah. I can't take full credit. I saw a meme on it this morning. So that makes and sense. And it made me chuckle, and you gave me the opportunity to use that. So there you go. I like it. It's almost like I planned it that way, but I didn't. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So <laughs> um, something you may have noticed is the ridges on some coins. Well, uh, ridge patterns on coins are a relic of the past when precious metal coins would be as valuable as their weight. However, some sneaky rogues would shave off the edges of coins and use that metal to mint new coins while spending the shaved coins as if they didn't uh, weigh less. The ridges were added so it would be obvious when somebody had shaved off parts of a coin and was trying to cheat the system. I never knew that. I never knew that. Now when I take coins, I'm going to feel for ridges. No ridges, I don't think. Fake coin. <laughs> uh, ruffles have ridges, but for different reasons. <laughs> well, when you said ridges, I instantly went with ruffles as well. So, <laughs> Yowie, wowie. I was thinking the same thing. Here's for all of the little kids in the audience, or at least the adults who act like little kids. Uh, the holes in ballpoint pen caps, some people can't help but chew the caps of their pens. Yeah, why? Helpful tip. People do it all the time. Don't do that. However, it's a potential health hazard because you might swallow and choke on it. The hole is in the cap to allow people to breathe in case they choke on the pen cap. Mm, it's kind of funky, funky. It's <laughs> a lot of thought process in for people just being dumb. But yeah, I see a lot of people chew on pen caps for sure. So that's a pretty common thing. Yeah. And in our final minute, here's one that Tony admitted that he was today's years old when he found out the little arrow like symbol on a dashboard. It's not only you who, upon arrival at a gas station, has had hard work uh, remembering which side your gas tank is on. It turns out the answer has been right in front of you. Every dashboard has a little symbol with an arrow or triangle placed near the gas gauge. It indicates precisely that which you forgot, which side your gas tank is on. If the arrow is pointing left, look for the filler cap there. If it's pointing right, you know what to do. 
Well, folks, that does it for our first hour of the show. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic of a band that you never got to see. Folks, stay tuned for about seven minutes, and we will be right back. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still have my co-host here, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you holding up in the second hour? Holding up well, man. I'm pretty uh, pretty awake for this episode, so that's good. Uh, first hour flew by like it usually always does, and uh, ready to kick it into hour two. I am too. Uh, the topics have been fun. I love the participation so far on our Facebook page, and obviously we would love some participation in our call-in topic, which we're going to open up those phone lines at the end of this segment for you guys, the listeners and the watchers. Now that number, when you do call in, is eight four four seven nine zero talk. That's eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Our topic today is bands that you never got to see that you really, really would have liked to. Whether you're too young, they just don't exist anymore, they broke up before you had a chance to, or in some cases, maybe you just never had quite the money or a chance to go see them live, and now you don't have that opportunity to anymore. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and start off with our picks, and then uh, obviously... As I mentioned, have you guys call in in the next segment at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, and let us know what your pick is for a band that you never got to see, but really would have liked to. So let's go ahead and start off with Tony's first pick. This is one that he might actually still have a chance to see live once things let up, but uh, let's go ahead and play a clip and then he can explain his pick. So Sweet Emotion, Aerosmith is the band. Tony, why did you pick them? Steven Tyler PJs. Steven Tyler PJs. Just so I could say that on air. <laughs> no, uh, Aerosmith has been uh, one of my favorite bands. I loved the band growing up. Obviously, I grew up around the uh, 80s, 90s version where it was like, crying because you're amazing. And, you know, they all sounded the same at the end. But, you don't want to uh, miss a thing. Not even a thing. Yeah. No, Aerosmith, just all around classic band. 
this band has eluded me. I've I've had tickets to them three different times. Seriously, and uh, swear, yeah, I had I've had tickets three times to see Aerosmith. Uh, two times they've canceled because Steven Tyler either one time he lost his voice. That was the other time is when he barreled off the stage, oh, like he got right. blinded by the light and fell off the stage. He got <laughs> I hurt. remember that. So we didn't get to see that one. And then I was supposed to see him in Vegas uh, last year, but uh, my nephew Anders was uh, in the womb ski and uh, Mike and Lacey found out they were pregnant and we had to postpone because I wasn't going to go by myself. But uh, And then I was going actually four times, four times. Had tickets, was going to go see them in the beginning of June with my friend Shay and uh, company and uh, COVID, man. COVID yep. happened. So, uh, yeah, four times eluded me. So I don't know if I'll ever get to see Aerosmith. And I'm not banking that they're going to be what they were. I sure as hell would love to see them. Well, the clock is ticking for them, that's for sure. Yeah, so it's kind of one of those. I'm kind of, if I see him. It would be amazing, but uh, I won't be crying if I don't. Oh, good one. Good pull. <laughs> All right. My first pick is a band that I've mentioned many times I have a love for. Obviously, there's no chance of this ever happening, considering two of the members are dead. Let's give a little listen. Yes, the Beatles. I love the Beatles, obviously. They are, them and Elvis are sort of the precipice for all rock music and later down the road, heavy metal and everything that we love today. They had so many hits, so many good songs, but unfortunately, two of their members, John Lennon and George Harrison, both were murdered, sadly. And so, uh, you know, while I could probably still see Paul or Ringo, not having all four of them together, uh, it just would never be the same. Yeah, no. It, unfortunately, when you lose uh, some key members like that, it, it's tough. It's yeah. really tough. Uh, Beatles would have been one of those really, really cool bands to see. Such a uh, classic and uh, influential band. And, uh, you know, the music still lives on, which is great. But, yeah, uh, yeah that I bet uh, it would have been a real cool band to see live for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tony's next pick. Wow. I hit a really high note there. <clears throat> Speaking of high notes, this is actually a good uh, introduction. So Tony's next pick is a band that's gone through quite a few lineup changes over the years. Chances of seeing them in their original configuration or even their second configuration, pretty unlikely. But uh, let's give it a quick listen. Van Halen, and of course that was Eruption. Uh, the little intro to uh, um, was it? You, you really got me. You really got me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Van Halen, man, wearing the shirt today because I knew we were going to do it. Now, I thought of a different band, which if no one calls in, we'll cover that one. But uh, Van Halen for me was one of those bands, one of the first rock bands I heard as a kid. 
eruption first guitar solo I ever heard and just hooked. I think that's what got me into rock and all that. My mom was a huge fan of Van Halen. Um, obviously grew up a little bit on the Roth, but I was more of a fan of the uh, Van Hagar years. Uh, I was loved too. The Sam, loved the Sammy years. Um, they're, they're essentially to me, two different bands. There's Van Halen, Van Hagar, yep. you know, um, but early, early Van Halen, like if you go off, uh, the first album, uh, just ripping. I mean, you think of that time frame. I think it was '79. It came out. Uh, I believe so. To have yeah. eruption and run with the devil, and it just fantastic. Eddie Van Halen, greatest guitar player, man. Right. Um, and you can still see yes. half of Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. So him and Michael Anthony are together, and then obviously, uh, you know, you have Van Halen with uh, Eddie Van Halen. Alex Van Halen, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, and then uh, did Diamond Dave come back? Yeah, he did. Now they're done. They officially broke up again. Oh, uh, did they? Dave, they see the problem is is Eddie is kind of difficult to get along with, and Dave's difficult to get along with. Um, I have gotten to see. Thank God, I've gotten to see Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony with the Circle. Seen them uh, two, uh, two or three times now. And very good. So I've gotten to hear some of the Van Hagar stuff live. Um, one regret, two regrets I have with that is I had a chance in 04 to see Van Hagar when they did their reunion with uh, Michael, uh, Michael Anthony, uh, Sammy Hagar, Alex and Eddie Van Halen. Uh, they played at the Pepsi Center. But at the time, yeah, I didn't make as much as, you know, as I do now or financially set, but Tickets were like 150 bucks for nosebleed, and I couldn't Oof, justify ouch. it. I wish, I wish retrospect, I would have done it, but I at the time I couldn't do it. And then uh, when they reunited with uh, David Lee Roth, and they played at Red Rocks with Wolfgang, I was gonna go, but again, tickets were 100 bucks, and I just didn't want to see a parody version because to <laughs> me, David Lee Roth just doesn't have what he has. And it would have been cool to say I've seen him, but uh, those would have been my two windows. They've only come twice since I've lived in uh, Colorado and uh, I skipped both times, but uh, not a band. I don't think I'm ever going to get to see live, but if I do, I'm hella there if I get the opportunity, but uh, yeah, Van Halen. Yep. Look up that segment a lot. Hey, that's a good <laughs> Still, like I ate almost your time there. You did, but that's okay. Um, and then finally for my last pick is a band that uh, may, I mean, there's rumors of them reuniting. Obviously, their original drummer, John Bonham, passed away years ago, but uh, his son, Jason Bonham, uh, has filled in for them numerous times. I'm talking about Led Zeppelin. A little taste of that. Hey, hey, Mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Yeah, I knew what you got. Yeah. Zeppelin. Yeah. Amazing. Oh. Just amazing. Huge influence of mine. But uh, yeah, those are bands that we would love to see. Never got a chance to see. Um, still may have a chance to see with a couple of them. But, you know, that's as far as it goes. Now, folks, we're yeah. opening the phone lines to you. Give us a call right now. 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. Chime in with a band that you've never had a chance to see. May not get a chance to see again. We're headed to a break. We'll open it up to you in just a few. 
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. We are in the middle of our call-in topic of bands that you never got to see live, would like to, and may not have a chance to do again. So we're asking you guys to call in 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Give us a call now. You can even chime in on our Facebook page. But we do have a caller on the line. Let's go ahead and go to, let me put the other caller on hold. Let's go to our first caller. Hi, who is this? What's up? It's Tim. Oh, Tim. Tim! (laughs) What's up, buddy? Happy Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah! Oh, I want some tacos. About those tacos, I know. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. (laughs) All right, Tim, the topic is bands you never got to see live but would have liked to. What is your pick? Well, before I do that, I'm going to tell a very, very quick story about the one time I actually saw one of my all-time favorite bands, and it was, I was close to not getting the tickets, so it was probably, God, I think it was like four to five years ago, um, the Eagles, one of my favorite oh, yes. bands Oh, great ever. band, great band. <laughs> and I was watching that documentary that was on HBO, and I was like, you know what, I wonder, I wonder if they're traveling right now, I wonder if, I wonder if they're touring. So I go to their website. And they are. They're in Spokane, Washington, which is about four to five hours from me here in Montana. But the show was sold out. Huge arena, you know, completely sold out. And it was one o'clock in the morning when I was looking. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to call the venue, even though it's one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I called the venue. Somebody answered. Um, I said, is there any tickets available for the Eagles concert? I just need one ticket. You know, it's fine. And uh, he's like, no, it looks like it's sold out. Then he paused. He's like, you know what? Let me put you on hold. So I was on hold for 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And he's like, you know what? You won't believe this. There's one ticket available. And uh, he's like, it's not one of the cheaper ones. I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'll take it because this is a sign that one ticket out of the whole huge arena. I forget how many people that place held. But, uh. I mean, it wasn't cheap. I think I paid like four fifty for it. Four hundred and fifty bucks. But, wow. Yeah, but dude, but Eagles, worth man, it. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did because like five months later, that's when Glenn Fry died. Yep. Yeah, I had a yeah. chance to so see them. Able to see them. Yeah, before yeah. before Glenn died, and uh, that's the only way to see him. I mean, Don Henley exactly. back behind the drums, you know, them doing yep. some of their uh, individual solo songs, you know, Joe Walsh and Don Henley and Glenn Fry doing their solo songs all together as the Eagles. What a wonderful, wonderful live oh, show. Oh, God, it was, it was one of the best things I've ever seen, honestly. And uh, my seats were very, you know, not super close. I think I was maybe like 15th row back on the, on the side there, so pretty close. Hey, I didn't have good. to watch yeah. the uh, I didn't have to watch the screen the whole time. I can actually watch them <laughs> on the stage. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's good too. Can, like like you just... didn't. It didn't matter that you forked out that much money because you had that experience. Whereas, you know, yeah. like I skipped out because I was being cheap. Where in hindsight, I wish I didn't cheap <laughs> out. So you know. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, dude, what a what a cool story, man. Eagles. Um, you know, I love listening to them growing up. My mom was a huge, you know classic rock uh, gal so and eagles was one of her bands and 
uh, I grew up loving that along uh, with uh, the other two bands I had mentioned previously. So uh, good stuff. And real good quick, real quick, before we move on, Tim, what would be uh, your pick for a band that you haven't had a chance to see yet that you'd like to? Um, there's quite a few, but I'll make it quick. Um, definitely Elvis. That'd be epic. Um, Nirvana would be amazing to see. Oh, and yeah. one of my favorite bands, I would love to see the original lineup of Alice and Chains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. That would have been good. Unfortunately, in all three of those cases, that'll never yep. happen. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> never. Yeah. Never. All right, Tim. Appreciate you calling in as Thanks, always. Tim. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye, bud. All right. Let's move on to our next caller. Hi. Who are we speaking with? Hey, this is Mikey. Hey, Mikey. How you doing? Hey, Mikey. Hey, hey, hey guys. Uh, Long time caller, first time listener. Hey, uh, I heard you guys talking about the uh, bands that you wish you could have seen. Um, I, I personally have seen quite a few bands in my uh, my time on the road. And uh, uh, one of the bands that I really missed out on because of my age primarily uh, would be Van Halen with David Lee Roth when David Lee Roth was in his prime. When Van Halen was a young, energetic bunch and not the bunch of broke-down old people they are now playing bass <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, when when David Lee Roth could still do his high kicks, that was probably the perfect time to see them. Yeah, I mean, that's when, I mean, it was the rock and roll lifestyle. Could you imagine the things that were going on in the crowd or if you could have got backstage hanging out with Van Halen? I mean, this could have been a tremendous time. This could have been the time of a life. You know, you could have went back there. Next thing you know, you know, you could have been living the rock star lifestyle. That's something we all dream of. I mean, but I mean, other bands I'd love to see like uh, uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, come on, Led Zeppelin. How would you not like that? I mean, those guys were all kinds of energy. They were pumped. They were they were top of their game. Uh, perfect, perfect musicians, each and every one of them. Oh, that uh, they were. Another band I'd like to see. You know, Pantera. I love Pantera. Oh, I couldn't yes. See them because, yes. You know, they broke up and then dying is murdered <laughs> on stage. I mean, That's... how can this happen? These are all tragedies. Uh, tragedies. Uh, the Rolling Stones. I'd love to see them before uh, Keith Richards died. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from his reanimated body that uh, they go out on tour with now. Exactly. Hey, fair enough. So, and- yeah, those, are, those would definitely be the, the ones I would go with. And uh, uh, you guys are doing a great job. I love the stuff you guys are doing. Uh, I really, uh, if you could shout out my friend Creed, he's listening right now. He's a little too shy to call in. I call him the P word, if you know what I mean. And uh, <laughs> if you would shout out Creed, I would really appreciate that guy. We certainly will. And Mikey, we appreciate yeah. you calling in. Feel free to Thanks call in on buddy. any of the future topics. I will do so. You be ready. All, All right. right. Bye Sounds good. All right. Thanks, bud. And as we promised, a shout out to Creed. Uh, not the band, but uh, apparently the person. So, uh, you know, we appreciate you, you listening. And you can always chime in on our Facebook page as well. Yeah. And I like how he said Pantera because that was, uh, you know, that's a band that Christian and I were supposed to see uh, back in 99, uh, Ozfest. Yeah. Uh, we had bought. We bought uh, tickets uh, to go see them, and our buddy, we trusted our buddy. I won't name him on the show. He knows who he is. But we trusted our buddy to go buy these tickets, and he did, but he bought them at the San Francisco show, and then back then we all had uh, crappy cars that couldn't get over the hill. (laughs) And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the day of the show, he decided it, well, good for him. He went, uh, 
he went off and got married. He eloped with uh, his girlfriend. And uh, Chris and I were left with uh, $100. Uh, Worthless this, uh, pieces we, of paper. We didn't yep. even have tickets. Yeah, we he had the tickets. That's right, yeah. We couldn't go, yeah. So we couldn't even go if we wanted, if we had a car to go. So, yep. uh, well, and not only that, but one chance. You know, we at that time we were like, you know what? There will always be another chance to yeah. see Pantera again. Well, no worries. Yeah. They no. broke up shortly after, and then obviously we lost uh, a dime bag in 2008. And then uh, Vinnie Paul just a couple of years ago. So uh, yeah. sadly, that'll never happen again. But uh, one of the, the best live metal bands ever God. will never have a chance to see again. But uh, you know oh. what, folks? We appreciate the participation. That does it for our call-in topic today of bands you never got to see but would have liked to. Now, when we come back, we have movie details that you may have missed. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. Now, if you missed our call-in topic of bands that you never had a chance to see but always wanted to, there is still time to give us your input. Give us a call on the Phoenix line. It's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where you can call in on any topic whatsoever, including that one. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alpha numerically impaired. Now, keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about, well, movies. Tony and I are big movie fans. We're entertainment fans. And uh, we get a kick out of talking about movies. Came across a list of uh, movie details that you may have missed. And uh, wanted to find out, maybe Tony knew about these, maybe not. And uh, hopefully, you know, drop a little knowledge as we like to do from time to time on here. Now, this first one isn't so much a movie detail you may have missed, but something a little more behind the scenes. So apparently after Steven Spielberg screened Schindler's List from 1993 for John Williams to compose the score, Williams was so moved he had to walk outside for several minutes. Upon returning, Williams said that the movie needed a better composer than him, to which Spielberg replied, I know, but they're all dead. And so we ended up with a epic score from John Williams and uh, just to a great and moving movie in Schindler's List. I did not know that. That's crazy. Um, John Williams, fantastic composer. Um, he's done so much from Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and countless others. I just amazing, just yeah. amazing his, at, at what he does. His music is instantly recognizable. Jurassic Park. I mean, I get that stuck in my head probably once a week. So uh, ah, same here. Yeah, yeah, great. It's gonna be in my head later today. Right. Thanks. Thanks, John Williams. Yeah. And what's even more interesting is he and Danny Elfman and a couple other composers will occasionally go out and do a live performance of a movie score. So they play the movie in the background and then they play the score over it. That is something I've always wanted to see, but never had a chance. That'd be a fun thing to do. Um, Star Wars has done that a couple times, not with John Williams, but uh, they've done like the, uh, they call it Star Wars Live, right? And they show the movie and 
the orchestra <laughs> plays. That'd yep. be pretty dang cool. Yep. Moving on with uh, movie details you may have missed. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Trucker. Yes, uh, one of the best Christmas movies of all time in Die Hard from 1988. Alan Rickman's petrified expression while falling was completely genuine. The stunt team instructed him that they would drop him on the count of three, but instead dropped him at one. And that was something they revealed in that uh, Movies We Loved or the Movies That Made Us on Netflix. That's the first time I heard of that. And uh, I think it's kind of a effed up way to do that. I mean, way to like, if you're the actor, you're never trusting anything they say again. Right. Like at least he was protected. <laughs> he landed in the styrofoam. But I mean, the shot is classic of uh, Hans Gruber just falling with that. Like he just, it's legit petrified. So, yeah. you know, the stunt coordinators and everybody, Kudos to that, but that's kind of effed up for uh, poor Alan Rickman. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that's not very good. Definitely made the movie that much better in you know yeah, true fear on his face. Yippee Kaye, Mister Falcon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, just a side tangent. Uh, we also went back and watched RoboCop the other day, which totally holds up. But when uh, it was the made-for-TV or the you know the TV edit, and they brought in his arm and you know showed it squeezing the guy's hand, he goes, "You're one bad mother crusher." Oh, cheese bolly, cheese ball lines to fit the uh, <laughs> to fit the FCC regulations. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. All right, moving moving on with movie details you may have missed. In Thor The Dark World from 2013, Natalie Portman couldn't make it to reshoot the film's uh, final kiss scene. When asked to choose from a lineup of women to take her place, Chris Hemsworth instead brought in his wife, who wore Natalie's clothes and a wig, to shoot the final kiss. I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's genuine right there, and... It's a win-win. He gets to kiss his wife. And if he's not kissing his wife, he's kissing Natalie Portman, who I uh, happen to have a big crush on. So yeah. That, uh, yeah. Lucky guy. What more could you I ask mean, for? Yeah. It's better to kiss your wife. I think that's obviously <laughs> the, the, the thing, but that's cool. I mean, you're going to get more of that realistic passion out of that uh, scene. So exactly. didn't know that though. Well played. This next one is for our buddy Tim Nidell, who we just heard from. Hopefully he's still listening and can maybe chime in on the Phoenix page. Don't know if he knows this. In the movie Hercules from 1997, the animated Disney classic, Hades says, guys, relax, it's only halftime. Exactly at the 46-minute mark, the halfway point of the 92-minute movie. Good to know. That's That's pretty clever. Yeah. Didn't know that. I didn't know that one. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, if you are listening, chime in on the Phoenix page. Let us know if that's something you knew, because I knew that's uh, one of your favorite movies. You've interviewed, God, so many of the stars, including James Woods, but uh, Hades himself. Yeah. Shameless plug. uh, Saturday Morning Rewind. Tim Nidell. Listen to it. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic uh, podcast. uh, Well worth checking out. Great podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one from uh, Big Hero 6 from 2014. Those abbreviations on Honey Lemon's purse, you know how she has the technology purse, uh, yes. for, are for elements of the periodic table. Honey doesn't just go into battle, push a button, have it spit out a pre-made chemical ball. She literally encounters an obstacle, comes up with a solution in her head, and types up a formula for it on the fly. That's one smart cookie. <laughs> or one honey. smart honey lemon. Yeah, she she gets a boom shakalaka if the button plays. Everything's delayed with that. Boom shakalaka! 
There it is. It's so delayed. It's like you press it, and it's like two seconds later it goes. <laughs> Here's one, uh, a movie that uh, we started watching with the boys the other day. Uh, the movie Up from 2009. Doug is the movie. only dog to successfully track down the tropical bird because he is the only hunting dog. All the other dogs are guard dog breeds. And so, uh, yeah, they did that specifically because of the type he is, as opposed to, you know, the, the muscle. Yeah. I didn't catch that, but uh, it makes total sense, though. Hi, I'm Doug. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> All right. This next one, I'm reading through real quick. Let's see if we can make sense of it on the fly. From the movie Titanic in 1997, the couple shown in bed together having accepted their fate is Isidore and Ida Strauss. They were the co-owners of Macy's. Ida refused to leave his side when he refused a lifeboat uh, spot because there were still women and children on board. They were last seen walking arm in arm together. So in that case, I think it's uh, more of a history lesson of the actual Isidore and Ida Strauss as opposed to something that occurred in the movie. I just thought it was a sweet old man. Uh, They knew their fate and he was just going to lay next to his wife and they'd go together. That's what I took out of that scene. But cool to know it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a movie that was uh, Vin Diesel's first voice role before he was Groot. Uh, Brad Bird was in part inspired to make the movie The Iron Giant from 1999 as a memorial to his sister Susan, who had died at the hands of her husband by gun violence. His pitch was this. What if a gun had a soul and didn't want to be a gun? I didn't realize that was the inspiration I for Iron Giant, but uh, did, you'll never watch it the same that. way. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole, I mean, uh, tragic, tragic uh, ending there, but uh, I guess a unique, different way to um, honor his sister that way. Yeah, I, yeah, most yeah. definitely. And it was a fantastic movie, too. Yeah, it was, it was really good, yeah. Uh, Tim said he does remember um, hearing about that when he was doing research for his James Wood interview. Um, he only found out about it a few months ago, but that's awesome. Very so, cool. He said, thanks. Thanks for the shout out. You're welcome. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, this next one from oh, one of my favorite Batman movies of all time, The Dark Knight. I'm Batman. The design on the back of the ambulance for uh, The Dark Knight in 20... Oh, no, no, no. This was uh, the 2019 Joker, not The Dark Knight. Uh, But the back of the ambulance uh, has a Joker-type look where the red stripes go up in a smile. It has, you know, the black windows as eyes. Uh, Pretty interesting. Oh, the Joaquin Phoenix one? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does that laugh? That was probably a bad one. I'm sorry. To me, man, Heath Ledger's the best Joker still. He is. And we still know who the worst Joker is. Yep. And that would be this guy. (laughs) Jared Leto. Jared Leto's hot topic Joker. Gosh, my soundboard stinks today. I'm sorry. It is the way central. (laughs) And then finally, as we head into the break, Steven Spielberg filmed E.T. in chronological order and uh, in order to help the child actors and to capture the most real emotions during the ending, since it would be the last time they'd all be together. You know, typically they film movies out of sequence, but uh, 
smart of Steven Spielberg to do it uh, in this case. Now, yeah, folks, absolutely. we are headed into the break. If it'll play my music, there we go. Uh, when we come back, we're going to drop some knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And it is the final segment of the show with This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. And we are back for the final segment of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, July 28th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? <laughs> and so is Harold Baskin. Oh, I didn't want to play husband. that part. I just wanted to play it once. That was it. Harold Baskin. There you delayed. go. Yep, she's a god. While you are at uh, wherever you get the podcast, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Uh, leave a review. Let us know what you think. And as always, tell your friends because why tone? Sharing is caring sharing is caring well folks being that it is the final segment of the show and as we do each and every day we're going to drop a little knowledge on you hopefully make you laugh a little bit yours truly is going to take you through this day in history us in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head it's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat ryan week and ryan is out for the week he has a job which uh more power to him for, but uh, we'll go ahead and take you Earn through. Earn that cheddar. Earn that cheddar. All right. This day in 1794, French revolutionary figure Maximilien Robespierre and 22 other leaders of quote unquote the terror are guillotined to thunderous cheers in Paris. Oh, hopefully uh, that crowd didn't lose their head. Hold on. Right. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, there it is. Maximilian! <laughs> little liar liar reference there for yeah. uh, those who don't know um what i found out is really strange is the guillotine was used all the way up through the mid 20th century really yeah that's a scary way to go yeah would not want to go that way especially then you and i off there talked about anxiety and stuff could you imagine the anxiety you would have knowing that that thing was going to come take your head oh. off oh my gosh well not only I mean, when it when it came down at least you're done though and it's over but just the build-up to that i couldn't imagine i don't you hear, you hear those rumors of they say you know the head stays alive for a couple minutes after it you're decapitated um ooh, that would be terrifying uh, how did this show go do- so dark so quick because you're you didn't say you were a god you always say you're a god that's why that's why it's your fault Ugh. it's your fault <laughs> All right. Well, moving on this day in 1858, the first use of fingerprints as a means of identification is made by Sir William James Herschel of the Indian Civil Service. Huh. We have him to thank for modern forensics. Yeah, that's uh, good. He gets a good job. 
It's a good job. <laughs> that is a good job. All right. This day good in 1886, job. British government led by Lord Salisbury forms. And then uh, shortly after that, he came up with the stake. Ooh, he also gets there. It's not going to do good job. Good job. A, so delayed, delayed. a delayed good job. Yeah. I love steak. That That's just. <laughs> Thank you. This day in 1893, a petition organized by Kate Shepard demanding women's suffrage is delivered to New Zealand's parliament, signed by over 25,000 women, a fifth of the adult European female population. And so she is to thank for voting rights in New Zealand. Man, this is just, this is like Good News Friday, man. Good job. It's just another good job. Here's another bit of good news. Well done, chaps. (laughs) It's funny. We were sitting at Red Robin the other day, and this question came up, and I guess I could have just waited a couple days. But in 1900, the hamburger was created by Lewis Lassing in Connecticut. Oh, thanks, Lewis. I actually went and had a burger when I was off two days ago, and uh, my cousin's fiance Sam, she swears to God that I always wear a hat and I don't have hair under here and all I eat is hamburgers. Well, let me tell you, I have hair. Two of the three are right. I've got hair and I eat more than hamburgers. I just like to wear a hat and I love hamburgers. So what was his name? Louis Lassing. Oh, Louis Lassing. Thank you for creating the hamburger. Too bad your name wasn't. Because then I could have just played that for you. I did anyways. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the hamburgers, buddy. If his name was Jeff Hamburger, it would have made more sense, right? <laughs> that would have been great. My name's Jeff Hamburger. <laughs> All right, moving on. This day in 1914, First Lord of the Admiralty, Admir- Admiralty, Philippode. Yep. Winston Churchill <laughs> orders British Grand Fleet to scop a flow. Um, don't know much about that. That was during the time of World War One, And obviously we know the contributions that Winston Churchill made to World War Two. Good job. <laughs> good job. Still delayed, huh? Yeah, well, you won't play, so good job. All right, uh, this day in 1931, see, mob hitman, Mad Dog Cole, allegedly participates in a kidnapping attempt that results in the shooting death of a child, which earns him the nickname Mad Dog. Ooh, you know. Ooh, Mad Dog, that's right, you're going to rob a bank, you're going to put my kid in jeopardy, yeah, I'm coming for you, you little gunslinger, yeah, Mad Dog, I'm coming off the top rope, you son of a... (laughs) Even if you're a gangster, you never want to be known for the shooting death of a child. No, no. And, and when you say Mad Dog, I think of Mad Dog Tannen. Back to <laughs> Future 3. Oh, hate! Hate manure! <laughs> <laughs> All right, this day in 1932, no, we're not talking about Rob, but the movie White Zombie, the first feature-length zombie film directed by Victor Halperin and starring Bella Lugosi, is released in the U.S., Yep, and it's also a uh, coffee drink that's all over that lady's Prius and all over my that's ex-girlfriend right. in Seattle. <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> You got to know me to understand that one. <laughs> or I've listened to, uh, what, three weeks, four weeks ago? Yeah. There was a story in Maybe. there. Yeah, there was a story about that, yeah, but it was a white zombie. A great band, by the way, though. Yes, absolutely. And where they got their namesake from. Mm, I like it. Yep. 
Moving on this day in 1945, the U.S. Senate ratifies the United Nations Charter 89-2, which obviously based on things going on right now, uh, the U.S. has been trying to basically get out of. Yep, they're trying to... Order 66. I mean, it's just a matter of time, so... (laughs) This day in 1945, physicist Raymer Schreiber and Lieutenant Colonel Pierre de Selva arrive on the Pacific island of Tinian with the plutonium core used to assemble the Fat Man bomb used in the bombing of Nagasaki on August 9th. Obviously put a end to World War II's Pacific conflict. That was a lot of big words, and I'm very proud of you for reading that. I would have Filippoed that, and all I got to say is... 1.21 gigawatts! With the plutonium, I mean. <laughs> yes. I mean, you just, where are you going to find that? Yep. <laughs> Back over to good news. This day in 1951, Walt Disney's animated musical film Alice in Wonderland is released. Yep, and that was a trippy show, man. Trippy, trippy movie. That was, and uh, stems from a trippy, <laughs> trippy book. Are you that big fat caterpillar that was smoking? Big <laughs> Chestershire cat. I don't know. That was a weird movie, man. Weird movie. It was. And of course, we get a phone call in the middle. It wouldn't be a show without it. Uh, and not in the good way. All right, moving yeah. on. This day in 1954, a great war movie. On the Waterfront, directed by Elia Kazan, starring Marlon Brando and Eva Marie Saint, is released. And it won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1955. Classic, baby. Classic. Classic. TV show appearances, 1957. Jerry Lee Lewis makes his first TV appearance on the Steve Allen Show. He is still rocking out. And I want to say he's in his late 80s, early 90s at this point. Yeah, Steve Allen Show. Show I've never watched. Yeah, not Steve Allen, but Jerry Lee Lewis. He's still up there. Oh, Oh, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to make a joke, get it right, San Filippo. Jeez. Right? Yeah, bonehead. Oh, here's somebody that uh, you saw. <laughs> you saw. Moose? No, you, Moose? you oh, saw Moose? in Moose? Vegas when we were together. <laughs> I still remember. This day in 1989, Gloria Stefan releases her debut solo album, Cuts Both Ways. I remember. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we saw it right in front of the Flamingo. It there. was, yep. Yeah, and then you lost me because I'm too busy being a tourist trying to take her picture. Like, what the hell am I going to do with a Gloria Estefan picture? <laughs> Nonetheless, I took it. You did. You got it. Yep. All right. And then finally on this day in history, 1996, New York Yankee and uh, cocaine fan Daryl Strawberry hits his 300th <laughs> home run. So uh... Daryl, Daryl. <laughs> they like when they do that, Dad. Daryl. Teardrop. <laughs> Simpsons throwback. And before we head out for the day, let's go ahead and hit uh, a couple um, holidays Holidays? today. Today, obviously, it's National Hamburger Day, thanks to uh, Louis L., whatever his last name was. So good, yeah. Louis Louis Jeff Cheeseburger. Exactly. (laughs) Today is National Water Park Day. And hopefully, oh, too bad they're closed with COVID. Yep, and hopefully this next one isn't a result of the last one. It's also World Hepatitis Day. So, oh, uh, you know. <laughs> but folks, spread that, the love, baby. That does it for another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We will be back tomorrow, Wednesday, with a brand new show. Enjoy your Tuesday. We will see you then.